1: Hour two of the Swain event is brought to you by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. Ben McKee, Jason Swain here, live from the Lotis Center studio. Probably the toughest week for Tennessee basketball as far as the opponents all season long. touchdown, excuse me, touchdown turnover. Ben, more likely to happen. Tennessee splits between playing Kentucky and Arkansas or Tennessee loses both games or Tennessee wins both games. A little different today for touchdown turnover, but what's more likely to happen
2: this week, Ben? I think Tennessee splits. I think that is the most likely option. I would be surprised if if Tennessee went two and zero. I would I would be a little surprised if Tennessee went zero and two. Not not as surprised that as two and zero. If I had to pick between those two options, I, I think zero and two is more likely than two and zero. Quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, Arkansas is, is playing as good as anybody in the SEC right now. Kentucky uh, also playing really well. But Kentucky's going to be without Ty Ty Washington mm-hmm. tomorrow night. And and that is a huge, huge deal. Drop 27 against us the first game. That's right. So my loose prediction for the week is, On Monday morning at 8 (laughs) o'clock, I I think Tennessee beats Kentucky tomorrow night and then loses to Arkansas. Since he's been good at home, they have not been as good on the road. The the teams that they've beat on the road have been South Carolina, uh, Vanderbilt. Mississippi State was a a nice road win, but that's really kind of their only nice road win of the year. So I, I don't really trust Tennessee on the road. Bud Walton Arena is going to be lit. As as the kids say, uh, my my ESPN app doesn't have a game time, uh, but I was told it, it's going to be four thirty. So I that I think that's good news for Tennessee. Oh, okay, now my app is showing it uh, four o'clock on Saturday is is game time. So five o'clock here, no. Four, so four three Eastern. o'clock there, four Eastern, Gotcha. Mm-hmm, four Eastern. So I that to me is great news for Tennessee. That that. It won't be a night game. still going to be rocking. It, it will, for sure. It's a Saturday. It'll, it'll be rocking. Uh, I just don't really trust Tennessee on, on the road. So, uh, I, I think it's most likely that they split, and that's my prediction, loose prediction, at 8 a.m. Monday morning.
1: Yeah, I'm calling for the split, too. On the locker room last night, I said that uh, Tennessee would beat Kentucky. And I'll be honest, man, I was I was picking on my heart. Because my, <laughs> my head says no because of – the Olivia injury and you know the lack of, of, of girth in the post, I think worries me. But the home crowd, this team is 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 proved that it can play up with anybody in the country. You take the Arkansas stuff, so about the Arizona game. Um, you look at how they played at home. It's just it's just different. It's just different. So I took that in consideration. And that's why I'm going with the Vols on Tuesday, but I did take Tennessee to 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 lose to Arkansas on the locker room yesterday, so I have a split too.
2: And I will be if they beat Kentucky and lose to to Arkansas, I, I will be okay with the week.
1: I'm not expecting Arkansas to play like they did against Auburn or have the same intensity like they played against Auburn. There's a lot of things going on in that game pregame too. Like they were fired up because, you know, Auburn was dancing on their logo.
2: Hopefully, Urosh doesn't go stomp on the Hog's head.
1: I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a Bruce. Like the logo was so big. I mean, if you, I mean, where, where, everywhere you go, you you're gonna be on the logo unless you you know, go,
2: do your stuff in the paint on on your side of the court. He is correct, but to me, when you watch the video, I I thought there was a pretty concerted effort to to go dance at midcourt. Yeah, you gotta do that stuff after the game,
1: but. I, I don't think that's gonna factor. And then also Tennessee's not no more in the country. This is true. So huge if true. I mean, Arkansas is still good. They still lost over the weekend. They did lose over the weekend to Alabama. Alabama team is so
2: They tried to choke it away too. They tried. Alabama.
1: They tried. Man. <laughs> they they that had tried. A, that a huge lead too. Cause I played that game. I play I played Arkansas covering. I played Tennessee covering. I played um a money line with Kentucky and Florida and then the under Georgia and South Carolina and lost by a half a point.
2: That stinks. Oh
1: boy that hurt that hurt me. But anyways, yeah I'm going I'm going with the split this
2: this this week. We're gonna learn a lot. I I do think that I agree with what you were saying before the top of the hour break. Tennessee appears to be playing its best basketball at the best time of the year. Mm-hmm. It, it appears to be on a great trajectory going into March. I I am enjoying watching this basketball team. I, I really think that they have taken a, a step forward on the court and off the court with its leadership. You You see it, every possession. Everybody's communicating. Everybody's talking. That, that has taken a significant stride in the right direction and, and I think is a big reason why Tennessee is having success, more success on the court. So well, they, they, I, things are feeling good right now, but this week is, is either really going to humble us or make us feel real good. Th- this is the ultimate test. This is This is truly going to determine whether Tennessee has taken a step forward or it's been fool's gold and Tennessee's just taking advantage of, of playing South Carolina and Vanderbilt twice. Uh, LSU team that at the time was really struggling. Uh, uh, an A&M team that's average at best, uh, a Mississippi state team that's solid ab- above average. I mean, they, they haven't really beaten anybody good during this win streak. So you, you've got two great teams this week, this this is truly going to be the test, and, and I I think that this will give a, a good look ahead to to what Tennessee will will do in the SEC tournament uh, and the NCAA tournament. Essentially, we're going to find out whether the Vols are for real or not this week. We we will we will indeed. I mean, how about
1: how about Zekai Ziegler? Leading score for Tennessee, 16 points, 50, uh, 50% from the field, 60% from three. The, the play of the day for me is, is when he went up and, and fought for a rebound against an almost seven-footer, and then the seven-footer comes down, and it, you know he's hurt. That shouldn't even be in a contest. That should be an easy rebound for the post player from Vanderbilt that number forty-two. I think that your, was your, your boy. That was number forty-two. I think that was number forty-two. Meloir Brown, but that was the play of the day for me, man. When Zakai went up, fought for that, fought for that rebound. Um, but Zakai was, he was, he was, he was great, man. Twenty-eight minutes, sixteen points, five assists, zero, and I mean zero turnovers, and my man had a block. You gotta be kidding me. He had a block. So uh, Tennessee Tennessee shot the ball from the free throw line a whole lot better. Still not where you want to be, seventy one percent, but it was better uh, than in previous games. Tennessee had four dudes in double figures. Josiah Jordan James was still good, even though he only made one three shooting seven, but he was ninety percent from the from the free throw line, and uh, he had a double 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 ten. Freaking rebounds for Josiah Jordan James. Thirty-five minutes played more than anybody else. So you speak to his conditioning, you speak to his leadership, you speak to his versatility. Josiah Jordan James is playing some damn good basketball right now for this basketball team.
2: I also thought the the other turning point was when I can't remember who grabbed the rebound off of the Scotty Pippen missed. Free throw, and then Scotty Pippen goes and tries to bat the ball out of whoever grabbed the rebound, and he committed his his fourth foul, and he kind of lost it. Stupid foul, too. Do you remember who grabbed the rebound? I can't. It, it's. I think it was Josiah. I think it was. Yeah, it was Josiah. Uh, Scotty was not not happy with uh, that that fourth foul, but
1: it was it was a foul. It, 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 it absolutely. He tried to tie the ball up. You try to go in with two hands, which that's what you're supposed to do. Instead of instead of swatting down in one hand, you're supposed to go grab it with two. But when he went to go grab it, Josiah had moved the ball and Scotty Pippen hit his arms. Mm-hmm. It was a foul.
2: Yes, absolutely. But I am I'm, I'm mentioning that he wasn't all that happy about it because the the fans inside Thompson Bowling Arena were not happy with the whistle that Scotty was receiving. All night long. Mm-hmm. And after right. after he committed that foul, there was a Bronx cheer <laughs> inside of TV. TBA got loud when when Scottie Pippen committed that, that foul because everybody was frustrated with with how with the whistle that he was getting. So when he was finally whistled for a foul, TBA lost its mind. Yeah, and and get- th- to me, that was the turning point. Because I think when he grabbed or when he committed that foul, they were only down by two. Because if he would have made the free throw on the and one, I think it would have been a one point game. If if I'm remembering it correctly, it was something of of that sort. And but that was when it was a, a one point, two point game. It was a two point game, and then Kennedy checks in. Tennessee goes on an eight or run, pushes it to ten. Game over. That that was the other turning point. I I thought kind of Scottie Pippen let his emotions cost him there at the end. Yep,
1: yep. Tough tough night though for 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 Justin Powell. 14 minutes, didn't make a shot, but had a nice, nice wraparound pass um, on a drive. I think that wraparound was too – was that too Folkerson? Folky F- or Urosh? I think it was Folky or Urosh, but it was a, it was a great play by by Justin Powell.
2: Tried to do the Moses Malone three rebounds at the rim, missing missing your own shot. Oh yeah, <laughs> had no stats, right? By, by, my man, well you. you you get your own rebound like three times. Six up the rebounds. rebounds. Six, he was. Hey, he had six rebounds on one day. Three on one possession. Yeah. Rick was making fun of him after the game <laughs> for <before> that. <laughs> Poor my man Justin Powell can't make a bucket to save his life. I know, man. Right now, and uh, tough, tough night for Santi uh, as well, just because of, uh, of foul trouble. Uh, Kennedy also in in foul trouble. And, I mean, it was self induced, but tough nights for for those. For those guys. Definitely not their their best night at the office. Um, but Zakai stepped up. And you want to know the mark of a good basketball player? And, and we've talked about this before with Josiah. He goes 2 of 14 from the field. 1 of 7 from 3. Still had a double-double. With 14 points and 10 mm-hmm. rebounds. Had a terrible shooting night. Still went 9 of 10 from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. That's the mark of a good basketball player. Had two blocks, had an assist. I think he only had one turnover. Yep. Josiah was really, really good. And 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 people don't see what he does away from the ball. I, obviously, we're all basketball watchers during the game. I
1: think people that watch that. that, that People that know basketball. People know. that know basketball yes. understand Josiah's impact. I think people that don't watch it who are casual basketball fans. People who are
2: watching Tennessee just to watch Tennessee. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, Those casual basketball watchers and and those who are just watching just because it's Tennessee, like Josiah does so much away from the ball on offense and defense and and in the huddle. I mean, his his value to this team is is tremendous and he was terrific in in helping Zakai pick up for what Santi and and Kennedy were not doing because of some struggles and, and foul trouble. Uh, and, and and then also, you shouted out Powell. I, Powell didn't provide anything offensively in terms of shot making, but his energy was, was terrific. And also, Victor Bailey Jr., I mean, he, he how many shots did he take? Just one? And it, it wasn't a three, I don't think. Nope. So, his, his energy, although he's not shooting as much as he used to, his energy has been tremendous the last several games, just coming in, playing his heart out, and diving for loose balls at Texas and, and just leaving it all out there. I mean, it's been infectious and, and uh, just uh, tapping the basketball for for somebody else to grab the offensive rebound, just little things like that, deflecting passes in the passing lane. Just Justin Powell, Victor Bailey Jr., not lighting up the the scoreboard, but but still finding ways. To contribute because it seems like they have settled into their role and, and accepted their role.
1: Yeah, Focusing also had a solid solid day. Yes, um, wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was solid, and it was it was a much needed presence uh, in the paint. Tennessee out at Vanderbilt by ten. It's 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 so refreshing to see. Other guys step up. Like you mentioned, Vescovy was out of rhythm a little bit because of fouls. Uh, Chandler as well too had two charges right there in um, a couple minute span. Scott Pippen Jr. did a really good job of, of drawing those charges against Kennedy. That took those guys kind of out of their rhythm, rhythm offensively, but it allowed other guys to step up, and that's what you want. And you want different guys to be able to step up and make plays. When maybe an, you know, another teammate is having a rough day, either foul trouble or the ball's just not falling or anything, but four guys in double figures finding a way to get the dub at home,
2: I love to see it. So absolutely, it's about tomorrow. To it. It's about tomorrow. Tomorrow night's going to be fun. I, I know you're excited. You'll <laughs> be in the building. I I can't wait. I can't. I I just, I simply can't. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. It's going to be fun. The environment is going to be elite because Tennessee basketball has an elite home court advantage. Even last night or uh, Saturday night, it's Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt on a, a Saturday evening. And there are a lot of people there. But it wasn't a sellout. There were still rows of of empty seats at the very tip top. Won't be tomorrow. Correct. But my point is, like, even with it being Vanderbilt, and even with some empty seats at the very tip top, when when Tennessee made that run at the end of the game, it was loud inside of Thompson Bowen Arena. I Let's mean, it it, it it was loud. I could not hear myself think. I could not hear the whistle. It was so loud, and I'm very close to the court where the media section is so people are sleeping on tba's effect i mean we saw it in the arizona game we saw it in the lsu game and i think vandy unraveled there at at the end Uh, Scottie pippen did it because he was frustrated he missed the free throw but then that got the crowd into it and, and and vandy kind of peed down their leg once the crowd was into it and i i can't wait for the environment Tuesday night. There's going to be a lot of piss and vinegar in the arena. There won't be an empty seat. There won't be. Kentucky fans have not been traveling as much lately because Tennessee has gotten better. I'll be curious to see how many Kentucky fans are there tomorrow night because Kentucky has the better basketball team that that maybe encourages them to travel more. But it's going to be a real real fun environment. I can't wait. And it'll be real fun if uh, if if Tennessee can can pull it off. And Rick Barnes hasn't lost to Kentucky at home very much. It'd be a good one, man. Because I don't Kentucky's think he's top lost off team. I don't. I think last year was the first year that Tennessee has has lost to Kentucky at home since since I moved to Knoxville six years ago. <laughs> I, I think that first year of Barnes, they lost at home to kentucky and then after that it was like five straight home wins over kentucky he, he's been real good against kentucky overall and, and real good against kentucky even better against kentucky at, at home inside of thompson bowling arena and and that also has to do with the, the crowd being elite being underrated yeah this,
1: this is gonna be if he gets this win man it's gonna be one of his uh most impressive wins against kentucky probably dating back to um The early days, the early days, outman. Yep, yep. I mean, guys, this this Kentucky team is a legitimate Final Four team. I mean, they really are. I mean, they 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 have all the pieces to go win it. So Tennessee has to play play clean as much as possible. The crowd is going to have to be a big part of the game, which I know they will be, because we're going to be there. I'll be able to cheer. You won't be able to
2: cheer. (laughs) I'll be hearing you. I'll be sitting on my hands, but this this would be a big win for Tennessee's resume as well, so kind of on that four and 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 five seed line at the moment. You and I were talking on Friday. Uh, do we have to be a five seed? A projected five seed? It, it, a, a win would probably get them to to about the the three seed at at the moment. They'd still have to go out and finish the season strong, but if, if you can get out out of that four or five seed range and, and Move into that two or three seed range. That that would be huge, absolutely huge. Because just avoid those four or five matchups at all costs, please. You talking about the
1: SEC tournament
2: or the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I want to in the SEC standings.
1: Give me that. Give me that second or third spot so we can avoid Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. Well, I think uh, if- as long as possible. Yeah. And that sounds weak, but listen, I don't care. Don't, it, you're trying to smart yourself- not harder. Yeah, you trying to put yourself <laughs> in the best situation to win. Chestnut checkers. Exactly. Exactly. 865 Hour 2 is brought to you by Action 247, your go-to right here in the state of Tennessee for sports betting, Tennessee's only legal sports book. Be right back.
3: You're listening to The Swain Event. You don't say! Fueled by dead-end barbecue. Yeah.
0: In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business. No matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations no project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're
1: coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Steven Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange Action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400.
3: Ah! <laughs>
1: College basketball, college baseball coming up. You All we have right now, NFL is over. College football is over. But news around the SEC never, is never over. Ben, what you got for around the
2: SEC? Well, will uh, stick with the theme of SEC basketball for a moment before we discuss some football news. Uh, the results over the weekend consisted of Auburn beating Texas A&M 75-58, Alabama... Tried to blow it. They were up double digits on Arkansas. Only won by a point 68 to 67. South Carolina beat Georgia 80 to 68. Kentucky beat Florida 78 to 57. LSU beat Mississippi State 69. Nice 265. Missouri beat Ole Miss 74 to 68. So at the end of the week, Auburn still remains in first place at eleven and one. Kentucky is in second place at ten and two. Tennessee in sole possession of third place at nine and three, thanks to its win over Vanderbilt and Arkansas's loss to Alabama. Arkansas still is in fourth place though, and is a game behind the Vols, uh, Alabama, LSU, Florida. Are all tied for fifth at six and six. Then you have Mississippi State at five and six, Carolina and Vandy at five and seven, Missouri at four and seven, AM at four and eight, Ole Miss at three and nine, Georgia at one and eleven. Ugh, Georgia basketball. Uh, In the word of football, we did get word Friday afternoon that Auburn is going to stick with Brian Harson for now. (laughs) Brian Harson, the dead man walking. He, uh, Again, Auburn did announce this on Friday. Says that dear Auburn family, I am pleased to report, and this is from the Auburn president who only has like a month left on the job. Please,
1: please, please,
2: Ben, I want you to, I want you to read this statement. I am pleased to report that the evaluation of concerns raised regarding our football program is complete. I'm equally pleased to confirm that Brian Harson remains our head football coach. As an institution of higher education. Harper will always take the action necessary to ensure the well-being of its students, faculty, and staff. Recently, individuals raised concerns to my administration about the football program. The nature of these concerns compelled a fact-finding review. To do nothing would have been an abdication—I don't know—of the university's responsibilities. Over the past week, my administration conducted that review. It. It included meetings and interviews with current and former football players and administrative staff, Mm -hmm. numerous players, university administrators, and other individuals who offered perspective on the issues that had been raised. To be clear, this process, which was never individual or outcome-specific, did not yield information that should change the status of our coaching staff or football program. so Brian Harson is coming back to Auburn for one more year because don't get it twisted he will be fired at the end of this upcoming season yeah because that
1: schedule is rough
2: exactly uh, there was there were some coaching coaching moves though down on the plains over the weekend uh, Auburn special teams coordinator and outside linebacker's coach Burt Watts left for an NFL job uh, the Broncos are hiring Burt Watts, to be their outside linebackers coach. And uh, again, he uh, was the associate head coach, special teams coach, and outside linebackers coach at Auburn. So he is off to the NFL. Uh, They they did receive good news, though. Uh, Zach Etheridge was a candidate for the Georgia defensive backs coaching job, and he decided to stay at Auburn. I wonder if he got the job and then decided to stay, or he wasn't going to get the job, and said, oh, I'm staying. I wonder how that played out behind the scenes. Uh, Ole Miss is hiring Marshall's Jeremy Springer as special teams coordinator. Jeremy, Jeremy. Considered one of of the nation's top up-and-coming special teams coaches who previously worked at Arizona and Texas A&M. And the last thing I got for you is some... Notes on Kentucky uh, with the basketball team. Mentioned earlier that Ty-Ty Washington, its tremendous freshman point guard, is not expected to play tomorrow night against Tennessee. Uh, that is because he got hurt at the end of the game against Florida on Saturday. And Coach Kau said afterwards that they took an x-ray and it did not show a major injury, but still may be out for a week. So ty, ty Washington not expected to play. And uh, Kentucky football may have to make a, a big hire here coming up because, according to Adam Schefter, the Rams are considering hiring offensive coordinator Liam Cohen to be the, the Rams' new offensive coordinator. He is a, quote, prime candidate to fill the Rams' OC job after the Super Bowl. Easy move for him, to right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, pretty wild that a Super Bowl champion is going to hire Kentucky's OC to be their OC. Well, I mean, he was he was there before, yeah, and he he was good. Yeah, he was he, 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 he was, was good this past. They, Will Levis was Meh, at times. He was, be- yeah, he was better with Cohen
1: than without him. Yes, and that, if you, that it, Kentucky it,
2: offense was better with him than without him.
1: If you look, but if you look at you know Cohen, I think this is an easy move for him to make if he is if he has a legitimate offer an opportunity to go be the Rams offense coordinator. Number one, you got, you have Matthew Stafford, and you got all those pieces on offense. Number two, look at Sean McVay's coaching tree as of late. Dudes that work with him go get head coaching jobs. So he is one step away from being a head coach. You are in a better position to be a head coach working as offense coordinator for the Rams than being the offense coordinator for Kentucky. So, what a world. It's an easy decision if I am Cohen and I have the opportunity to go to the NFL and be the offense coordinator. Easy. It's an easy decision for anybody on
2: this planet. <laughs>
1: yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> you,
2: like, I know Kentucky has become respectable in football, but why would you want to coach football at Kentucky? when you can coach in the NFL for the defending Super Bowl champs who will still have Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup? Mm-hmm. I,
1: want, <laughs> I want to go back to this awkward thing, though, Ben, because the president that's not going to be there too much longer, in his statement, and this is why like, I did not join in on the jokes about the rumored affair, just because... That's, that's pretty serious accusations Mm -hmm. and like there's humans involved here. There's a young lady, there's a wife, there's kids, there's a family like that's, you know, it just wasn't cool to me. So unless it was proven, it was hundred percent true. I just wasn't going to engage in that. But part of this statement, it says, unfortunately, social media file fueled wild speculation uh, substantial misinformation, and unfair attacks on good Auburn people. A feeding frenzy resulted that was beyond anyone's control. We regret the concern, anger, frustration, or hurt this caused any member of the Auburn family. And, yes, like, folks were very dis- disrespectful, irresponsible. But, Auburn, you could have prevented this by keeping this stuff in-house. Like, y'all embarrassed this man by doing a public investigation ins- inside of his program. If you want to investigate, in- investigate, but do it privately. You tried to find some stuff on him to fire him with cause. You couldn't find anything. And now you're trying to make it seem like that. Oh, it was how, how dare y'all question, question us for, for, for reviewing our football program and, how dare y'all run with these wild rumors? Well, uh, yeah, the rumors were, were, were bad, but like you gave the people the gas can. That's what you did. Not making this thing public. Like y'all just have a weird way of taking, you know, treating your own, and I can say that because we ain't been great at that in the last decade or two either. I just thought that was weird, from Auburn side to make it seem like that. Oh, how how dare anybody from outside question our process, y'all? Y'all weird, publicly, but not surprising. Y'all publicly tried to fire this dude in February and couldn't find anything. It's why Harson said to Chris Lowe. Let the football
2: coach be the football coach <laughs> and support him because he wasn't getting that. And he also had a similar comment. I, I can't remember the exact Brian Harson comment. In his statement. In his statement. But he, he essentially said that again in his statement after it was announced that he was returning. Yep. Sure did. Well,
3: Every day we're point.
1: not moving forward together is a step in the wrong direction. In order for us to take the Auburn program where we all want it to go, we must at all levels. commit to each other in this great university that we all love. It's crazy how he can love a university that quick. He's only been there a couple months. Well, you got to say that. uh, I'm confident that we can get there under the leadership of Dr. What's that? Gog? Sure. Incoming President Roberts, Alan Green, and our board of trustees. So the two guys that he mentioned You know, tied to leadership, two of them not going to even be here next year. And the current president and Alan Green, the current AD. I'm proud to be your head football coach and appreciate the opportunity to lead the incredible group of young men in our locker room. War Eagles, what he said. But you're right, Ben. This. I'm always right. This, this, this. If he does not win nine games or more. He is going to be out of there. Simple as that. And go ahead and read off that schedule. He is going to be out of there. He he has one of the toughest schedules in college football this year because they play Penn State, LSU, Georgia, of course. Is that Georgia play LSU at home? Yeah, Ole Miss. Uh, you got Arkansas, you got Mississippi State, A and and then you play. You also play Alabama at the end of the season. But that Penn State game, um, that's that's going to be that's going to be a must win for Harson. But that's this is this is a tough tough schedule.
2: Yes, and it, it's a tough schedule. While not really having a quarterback, you no just quarterback. got a bunch of dudes guys. Yep, and and TJ Finley and Zach Calzada and I'm. I'm for getting the the third transfer, off the top of my head, but just they just have guys in the room. Um, yeah, you've got a nice running back room with Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. They have nobody to catch the ball. They transferred. They well, they weren't good anyways. And they and the one they, that has some t- potential transferred. Yes. Um, they, they they got John Samuel Shanker, their their tight end who caught the most passes ever by a tight end in Auburn history this past year, but that's because Gus didn't really use a tight end and they had never really been a prominent tight end before that outside of C.J. Uzuma. And they were turning guys on the offensive line that stink. A lot of guys on defense transferred. So not, not a great roster paired with dysfunction, paired with a tough schedule. I'd be surprised if, if Auburn wins six games next year. And if you if you are a Tennessee
1: fan, if you are LSU, Arkansas, Georgia, I mean if you're a fan of the SEC, Florida, like you you want Auburn to keep Brian Harson. He's no threat. He's no threat at all. Keep keep Harson. Keep him. But yeah, that that flame went down a little bit, but it's still burning. And
2: there'll be some gas thrown on it. This fall. Let me ask you this. I know it's an SEC team, but for Brian Harson personally, not rooting for Auburn, but are, are you rooting for Brian Harson personally with how these, these last week and a half, two weeks have gone for him? Without knowing Harson personally, without
1: knowing, like, how he treats people. Like, I you know, I've heard things here and there. I've heard good, bad. But without knowing that, I think on 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 the surface, it's easy to 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 want to see Brian Harson do well, considering what he just went through, what his family just went through. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for him personally. Yeah, like I, I saw people say, hey, "Man, he he won the coup. He won against the coup." For now, he did win. For now, but yeah, man. Without without knowing him personally, I, I think I do want to see him be successful. Just you know, not against Tennessee, definitely against Alabama.
2: I'd love for Auburn to be on Tennessee' schedule this year. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. I'll take I'll
1: take uh, Auburn uh, instead instead of LSU. But I'm okay with playing LSU too. But, Yeah, definitely, definitely playing Auburn would be very. On time for Tennessee right now. A lot of Tennessee love out there. Ooh, there's a lot of Tennessee love, but it's off season. Josh Hypo in his first year did some great things and people are taking notice. And the hype for year two is gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger for this football team and football program. Big shout-out to uh, Zakai Ziegler and Spire. Spire announced that Zakai Ziegler um, signed a nice NIL deal with Spire Sports. It's going to be a multi-year deal, and everyone is happy for Zakai Ziegler because if anyone deserves it, man, it is
2: him. Yep. and It uh, is him. If you want to hear from Zakai Ziegler himself, we just posted a a sit-down one-on-one over at VaultQuest. Talking about his transition to Tennessee and his tremendous freshman season. Let me subscribe, man. Let me subscribe to BallQuest. I'll send you the
1: link second. See if I can be able to see if I can be able to to, to, <laughs> to listen to it and read it. No, I'm just kidding. I got I got a subscription. I'm good to go, Ben. Sweet so event. Be right back.
3: For what is coming
1: up on the Swain event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at
0: GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 barbecue restaurant, Dead End Barbecue, is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for Pickup, Or, if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over.
1: When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small-batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to marknelsondenim.com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. 7007 42nd Street brand strategy design. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM Steven Lawrence is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange Action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400.
0: There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused, you don't understand why you start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what?
1: that time, it's time to recognize some straight-up foolishness. For what here in the Swain event? Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Okay, Ben, we had a lot of for what moments during the Super Bowl, but which one are you pointing to the most? Oh, I can't
2: wait for this one. <laughs> uh, just something about those Florida Gator defensive backs. Vernon Hardray's the III, who plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, Was inactive for the Super Bowl, but was still called for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty because after the Bengals' interception that Matthew Stafford threw up the Van Jefferson in the back back of the end zone right before halftime, uh, he ran onto the field and celebrated in the end zone with his teammates. Got his team a 15-yard penalty, and you're not even active. You're not even dressed out. How does this happen? You are in slides, shorts, and a sweatshirt. There's something in the water that these Florida DBs are drinking in that Gators defensive backs room. Not, not the best, not the best in-game decision making. No, they they've produced some dummies that Florida defensive back room. Tease Tabor, Vernon Hardrave's. And then, oh, what's, what's the guy who threw the shoe? Marco Wilson. Ooh. That Florida DB room, man. D.V.U. That's what they say, right? A dummy you. Even though it's
1: uh, LSU, Ohio State, but hey, man. Or Bama.
2: Yeah, or, or Bama. But take your pick. i take LSU at the moment. Man, oh, man not smart Eli Apple set Ohio State DVU back a couple years
1: <laughs> hey man he's still he still he still playing getting the check he got he got he got burnt most DBs do when they line up against Cooper cup but I'm giving Adrian Peterson a for what Adrian Ooh. Peterson was arrested on his way out of LA. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ that AP was arrested and booked for felony domestic violence Sunday at LAX at the airport. This is after the airport police got a call around 8.30 in the morning over a disturbance on a aircraft leaving and attempting to take off en route to Houston. We're told the plane actually had to turn around and link up with the gate again, after an apparent verbal and physical altercation between a man and a woman. After a preliminary investigation and after making required notifications to the FBI, the sources say that Peterson was taken into custody, custody um, as the alleged victim was seen to have a small mark from whatever happened. Indeed, we're told the woman is Peterson's wife, arguing early on the airplane that led to a domestic violence arrest for Adrian Peterson. So he gets her for what? Yeah. He gets her for what?
2: See, it seems like there needs to be some more details that come out in, in the long run, but but still. You you have a history of of towing the line and and, and going across the line. Yeah, when it comes to um, Put your hands on, folks. Yeah. You know? So hard to give him the benefit of the doubt in this moment. The, their attorney or representation said that they were verbally arguing, verbally disagreeing, which that is significantly different than if he put his hands on her. Not not excusing him verbally assaulting her, but uh, a little bit different than than putting his hands on her. I just don't. I don't. I don't know how you have that type of energy in, that in, early in the morning in public in the airport in public. Like but that's my thing. Like I'm. Yeah. Don't don't try to argue with me while I'm in public. Yeah, let's let's, it's let's talk about this when we get to the house. Yes. Although maybe it's a good thing that they had it in public instead of at the house. I'm sure it's not the first argument. I'm sure did a uh, did you happen to see Coach O's? Comments on recruiting Adrian Peterson.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> try to try to get that at, who was serving time at the time. Trying to get that moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. when he was coaching for USC on the Pete yep. Carroll. He was trying to get his dad moved to L.A. so that way, you know, Adrian can Adrian could still be able to see his father. Um, well,
2: and because if you went to Oklahoma, his. Dad was going to be able to watch him play on TV in mm-hmm. the prison. So mm-hmm. Coach o tried to move his dad from that prison to one in LA so he could watch the USC game that AP at USC. That's hilarious. Uh,
1: that, that's not even surprising to me. No, like if there's so many recruiting stories. That go untold. That go untold that would freaking make your head explode if they were told more frequently. I mean, I got some good ones. But man. You should share them there in Hour hour 3. It's crazy. Okay, cool. Let it all out. Uh, Write a book. I'll try to think of something that that could tell.
3: (laughs) Hour 3 coming up.